God's Word speaks of a spirit or a way of life that would be the spirit of the last days. The Lord Jesus said in Luke 17, 26, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. In this study, Scott Pauley will lead us to rediscover Noah's faith in God. Though Noah lived in days of wickedness, lawlessness, violence, and immorality, his faith in God was strong. Noah courageously led his family during this time, and he was God's witness to that generation. Could it be, just like Noah of old, you and I are living in the last generation before God's judgment? Join us now for this study, as it was in the days of Noah. What if I told you that God wanted to speak to you today? Somebody would say, oh, absolutely. Tell me the time. Tell me the place. The reality is God wants to speak to us every day. And how does God speak to us? God speaks through his word. You would not know what I was thinking right now. You would have no idea what was in my mind unless you heard me speak. But the words are the expression of thought. Would you like to know the mind of Christ? Would you like to to get a little glimpse of the heart of God. Only one thing will do that, and that is the word of the living God. Think about this. God wrote a book. Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Every word of the word is there for a reason. The Bible is God's revelation of himself. And I think this is so important because in our study of the life of Noah, it is the word of God that prompts his next step. He he doesn't move, he doesn't act, he does nothing until God speaks. But the moment God speaks, Noah begins to move. In fact, you'll remember that I gave you this, this verse as kind of a summary verse of his life in Genesis chapter 6, verse 22. Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. So every response, uh, every action was simply him saying yes to whatever God said responding to God's revelation. Now, with that in mind, we return today to another one of God's favorite words. In our last study, we looked at uh, the first word. What was it? Genesis chapter 7, verse number 1, The Lord said unto Noah, Come, come thou and all thy house into the ark. So the first word is an invitation. Uh, It is the Lord saying, Come to me. Come into the ark of safety. And that's where it always must begin. Uh, Look, you don't begin your relationship with God by doing something for him. You begin by coming to him, and he does for you what you could never do for yourself. And so the Lord is inviting us, come, come to me. Uh, This, you remember, was one of Christ's favorite words with his disciples. Why was that? Because the Lord Jesus Christ was the very visible uh, revelation of the heart of God. And so we begin with come. Now today... Uh, We move through the flood season, through that period when they were on the boat, to Genesis chapter 8 and verse number 15, and God speaks again. Oh, Lord, speak to us today. Genesis 8, verse 15, and God spake unto Noah, saying, go. So the first word was what? Come. The second word is what? Go. In a very real sense, these two words summarize the entirety of our Christian experience. We come to the Lord. And we don't just come to him for salvation. We come after him, and we keep coming, and we keep following. So we begin with come. And then the flip side of that is we go. 
And why do we go? We go to fulfill what he has given us to do. We go to share with others the goodness that God has shown to us. So when God speaks to Noah the first time, it's come to the ark. And when he speaks the next time, it is go forth of the ark, thou and thy wife and thy sons and thy sons' wives with thee. Bring forth with thee every living thing that is with thee of all flesh, both of fowl and of cattle and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, that they may breed abundantly in the earth and be fruitful and multiply upon the earth. And Noah went forth and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him every beast, every creeping thing, and every fowl, and whatsoever creepeth upon the earth after their kinds went forth out of the ark. Listen to chapter 9, verse 1. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Now, I told you in our last study that the word come is found 1,971 times in the Bible. It might interest you to know that the word go is used 1,542 times in the Bible. It seems like the Lord speaks these words frequently, doesn't it? Come and go. The parallel in the New Testament, when the Lord Jesus began calling his disciples, Mark chapter 1, what does he say? Verse number 17, come after me and I will make you to become fishers of men. So he begins with come. Come to the end of the story, Christ with his disciples, Mark chapter 16, verse number 15. What's his final word? Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Come and go. May I ask you, which one of those uh, invitations and instructions do you need to respond to today? Have you come to the Lord? Do you know him as your personal Savior? If you don't, then friend, I'm going to tell you, there's nothing else you need to do first. You need just come to Christ. Come to him in simple faith. Perhaps you've come to Christ for salvation, but you're not following after him as you ought to. Uh, Coming to Christ is a lifetime. It is not just an event. It is not just a a single prayer. That's the beginning point. No, we keep coming. We keep following after Christ. So maybe that's what you need to do today. Or perhaps you say, oh, I've come to the Lord. I know I'm saved, and I'm following after Christ, uh, seeking to walk with him like Noah did every day, all right? Then here is your great command, go. And just as Noah was sent forth out of that ark uh, to be fruitful and to multiply and to replenish the earth, I want you to know God's great design for every one of us is once we have come to know him, once we have experienced his grace for ourselves, that we would be fruitful, that we would multiply, uh, that our life would, would touch the lives of other people and be a blessing to the entire world. So what does the word go say to us today? Well, let me give you two thoughts. First of all, The word go is a reminder of your privilege. It's a reminder that you've been with God. Uh, Who do we go for? Where do we go from? Oh, we're going out uh, with the grace of God. We're going out of our own experience with the Lord. We've seen uh, the Lord at work in our lives. We've heard his voice. We've experienced his mercy. And so uh, we have been with him and he is with us. It's a reminder of our great privilege. Oh, friend, to be saved, to be a child of God is the greatest privilege in the world to experience the mercy of the Lord. But it's not only a reminder of privilege, it's also a revelation of purpose. We are sent ones. God sent forth his Son into the world, and now the Lord Jesus Christ sends us forth It's our turn to be fruitful and to multiply. Don't keep the grace and goodness and greatness of God to yourself. No, the Lord's intention is always that we would come to him and then go for him. 
Uh, let's go to the other end of the Bible. We're in the book of beginnings in Genesis, but go all the way to the end, to the book of Revelation, to the last page of your Bible. Revelation chapter 22, verse number 17 says this, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Isn't that just like our God? Uh, to the very end, the closing passion of the Word of God is to invite men to come to Christ. At the very end of the, the canon of Scripture, what is the Lord still saying? Come to me. He wants sinners to come to himself. Praise God for this. But don't miss this. It's not just the Spirit that says it. It's the Spirit and the bride that are to say, come. Who's the bride? That's us. Now, that's New Testament believers. That's the local church. Our message is to be his message. Uh, we who have come now go. And when we go, what do we say? We repeat the message that we were given first and that is to come. The Lord is still speaking his word today, and he wants us to speak the same. What a simple message this is, come and go. What a specific invitation this is, come and go. May I ask, what is the application you need to make of this truth today? As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Yes, it's wicked, but God still has the invitation open for sinners to come to him and for those who know him to go and tell. Thank you for joining us today for this study, and may each of us obey Christ's command to occupy till I come. We invite you to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, and sign up for Scott's weekly email newsletter called Helping Your Joy. And we believe this resource will do just that. In it, you can read brief devotional thoughts, learn about great Christians in history, and even see Scott's upcoming itinerary. Get the Helping Your Joy newsletter straight to your inbox every Thursday when you subscribe at enjoyingthejourney.org. We look forward to studying the Bible with you next time on Enjoying the Journey.